Hello, everybody, and welcome to the TeacherCast Educational Network. My name is Jeff Bradbury. Thank you so much for joining us today on making TeacherCast your home for professional development. This is Educational Podcasting Today, episode number 55. Today, we are talking all about how you guys can bring podcasting into your classroom and create an entire curriculum around audio and video in the classroom. We have a great guest today from a company called ListenWise, and we're going to be sharing with you guys some tips and tricks of how to successfully bring podcasting into your curriculum. But before we bring on our guest today, I want to share with you guys some great resources that we've recently launched on TeacherCast. If you haven't had a chance to check out our brand new podcastingwithstudents.com channel, check it out today. Every single week we are adding to it. It is a complete website that is designed to help you guys figure out what to do, how to do it, and when to do it in your classroom. I am excited about it, and we've been getting a lot of great uh, feedback from it this summer. Check it out over at Pod podcastingwithstudents.com today. And of course, as you guys are getting back into the swing of things in school, if you're looking for a great podcast by educators for educators, I want you guys to head on over to the Educational Podcast Directory, where you can find over 140 teacher-created podcasts and classroom-created podcasts. That's the educationalpodcastingdirectory.com. I want to bring on today a good friend of mine from a company called ListenWise. I want to bring on Monica Brady-Meyeroff. Monica, how are you today? Welcome to the show. I'm great. Hi, Jeff. Nice to be here. It is so nice to have you here. I am excited to have you on the show today talking all about some of the great things that are happening in educational podcasting. Of course, we had a chance to catch up at ISTE. And before we go any further, what did you think about ISTE this year? 20,000 educators all coming together really to learn about podcasting, it sounded like. That, that did seem like a major theme this year, and that made me so excited. There, were, there was you, there were other podcasters at Soundtrap. There was just so much excitement around podcasting in a way I have never seen it, and I think this is my seventh ISTE. There were certainly a lot of things. I think I counted almost 20 different sessions. And of course, there were great companies, as you said, like Soundtrap. And we'll get into that in, in a little bit here, who was doing, you know, ISTE podcasting almost every hour on the hour. There was so much great stuff. So I got to ask you here, why? Why is now the perfect time for, for teachers to think about bringing audio and video into their classrooms? Well, I'd say now is the perfect time because it's happening. It's exploding in the general public. The most recent statistic I saw showed that more than 51% of households have listened to a podcast. Mm. And that's ages 12 and up. So these are your students. These, these are in classrooms. These are not, this is not something mom and dad are only doing. This is exploding among youth as well. So I think what we're seeing happen in the classroom is just a reflection of what's happening all over the place. Every time I say I'm in podcasting and education, people just have to tell me what their favorite podcast is. Okay, so let me start there. What's your favorite podcast? <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, it would have to be The Daily, which is from the New York Times. I am a news hound, you know, my background and experiences as a, as a news reporter. So I love their daily takeout on the news where they go really, really deep. That's my favorite news podcast. You know, I found one of the things that, that I took away uh, literally from ISTE was a Google Home Mini. And the first thing that I did was I figured out how to have it wake me up in the morning with a podcast. 
And Great you know, idea. It, there's over 750,000 podcasts right now in the Apple Podcast directory. Um, if anybody's been following the news, they know that on, on, on the Mac platform, there is a new Apple Podcast app that's going to be coming out this fall. And, and really, you can find bite-sized, personalized news and information anywhere you can. And, you know, the fact that podcasts are two minutes long, they're half an hour long, they're, they're four hours long, you can find anything about anyone. And I'm so excited that teachers are doing this too. And that's why one of the things that I was excited to find out over the summertime was that ListenWise, your company, has partnered up with Soundtrap, another great company who, by the way, also an alumni of the TeacherCast podcast. You can check that out in our archives. You guys have come together with a great little solution for Classroom Teach. Tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, well, first, I think it's good to tell you that ListenWise is a curated collection of podcasts and public radio. So for the past uh, five years, we've been collecting all these amazing stories from public radio stations, but also from podcasters and more and more pulling work from these great independent podcast producers. And it makes it, we give you an easy way to launch a lesson in your classroom with the audio and it's free for teachers. There is a digital platform that schools and districts can subscribe to, but we have an amazing collection of mentor texts for podcasts. So with that basis, we thought, well, what we've been hearing is a lot of teachers keep asking us, well, oh, you can help us to make podcasts with your students. You're going to guide me on how to do that. And I'd have to say, well, no, not yet. We are curating podcasts. And it wasn't until we paired up with Soundtrap that we figured out a way to do this because the demand is certainly there. I'm sure many teachers listening are like, yeah, I've always wanted to try a podcast with my students, but I don't know how to do it. Well, we have the experience on how to do the curriculum around teaching with audio. That's our specialty. And Soundtrap has, is an, your online everywhere studio. It's a cloud-based audio editing software. It's got a very reasonable teacher classroom price, and it's got super cool features for students that allow them to do a lot of like sound effects adding and collaborative editing and sharing, and now even transcribing the interviews mm. for them. So we came together to create a podcast called Designing Student Podcast Projects. And it's really different because it's a combination of uh, live webinars with a cohort of teachers, as well as one-on-one -on -one coaching and individualized uh, projects for the teachers, instructional materials, grading rubrics. It's a hand-holding through the podcasting project. So if you've never done this before and you have no idea how to start a podcasting project, in this professional development, it will span two to three months where we, at the beginning, teach you how to launch the project, work with you during the project with your students, and then have you share out the final project and get uh, reviewed, really, on how you've done. So unlike a lot of PD that is sit and get, and then maybe you apply it months later in your classroom, this is really a collaborative cohort around podcasting. And that, that's, how, that's how podcasting is best done anyway. I, I totally agree with that. And that was also one of those takeaways from ISTE is if you're going to be learning about this stuff, learn in a group, right? Because podcasting is all about sharing ideas with other people and then getting that feedback. That's right. And having this cohort of six teachers who will all be doing it together, often in the same school or district, will help them help each other. Mm -hmm. And and then we provide expert guidance because it will be the podcast uh, PD will be run by experts in podcasting and education. So we'll be helping with the curriculum. Like, how do you make this relate to what you're teaching and make sure your students take it beyond 
just maybe giving their opinions um, to also how do you use your voice? How do you make a recording that doesn't have plosives? You and I know what that is. It's when your P's are popping, <laughs> things like that. Some of the technical aspects of it. So you get both the curriculum and the technical and we hope like a, an amazing podcast product at the end of the PD. You know, there's two ways of looking at podcasting this school year, right? One is how do I create and one is how do I use? Now, you said at the top here, ListenWise is a fantastic platform where you're bringing those podcasts into the school district. How do you do that? What are teachers allowed are able to do with it? And how are they using podcasts that are, you know, really geared for them and for their students? Well, our collection spans English language arts, science, social studies, and has daily current events. So there's really something for everyone in the middle to high school classroom, and we're going to be adding elementary as well soon. So a teacher who, let's say, is uh, having the students read The Giver, it, and that's a very popular book, and they are also required under most standards to bring in a lot of nonfiction around it. So what ListenWise has is an interview with Lois Lowry about why she wrote The Giver, how her personal experiences in her life uh, created that story in her mind, and, and how then it was adapted to a movie. So hearing her voice, hearing her story first person, like that just really helps engage a student in understanding why they want, maybe encouraging them about re to read The Giver, to get excited about it. Or let's say it's around World War One and the start of World War One. That seems very far away. But we've got a story that is a recent uh, look back at the start of it and the shot that started the whole thing. And you're taken to the street corner where the Archduke Ferdinand was shot in current day and you're and you're reflecting back on history. But what's so cool about audio is it's the voices, it's the scene, it's the painting the picture in your mind. You know, your brain does so much when you're listening to something. It's a much harder activity than reading or, or visualizing when watching a video. You are, it is a more full brain activity. So we help, um, you know, with teaching and learning content that sticks better because it's in a more interesting format and delivery. I, I see that every single day you know when we sit down and we do our, our readings with our kids at the end of the night you know they're they're asking questions they're coming up with ideas we're having them look at that page and then try to fill in the blanks about what's going to be happening next and really you know using listen wise this is something that can be done in any grade level i know that you said that you're focusing on high school but you're moving it down but the idea of using audio in your classroom that's a universal tool no matter what the uh, subject area is Absolutely. Yeah, we have middle and high school lessons right now, but we're being used uh, in lower grades as well. And we're now finding more and more podcasters are making awesome content for younger students. So we're able to now curate that. But so the other thing that you can do in the lower grades is make podcasts. Like it's amazing to me how uh, kindergartners can make the most amazing podcasts. You don't need to be any with an adult's help. Any child can make a podcast of any age. And, you know, th those are Funny that you say that because, you know, even over the summertime here, you know, we've, we've got our five-year-old triplets and, and they're making podcasts. And, you know, you say, well, what are they making podcasts on? I'm like, well, we do the Sarah show. Well, what is the Sarah show about? It's about what she had for dinner. And, and it's about what her favorite color is. And that's all you have to start with. Like a podcast doesn't have to be three first graders giving their opinions on world sports or something like that, right? It could just be, tell me about your family vacation. Tell me about something that you like to do. Talk to me about your pet. Anything that we can do to get them moving. And I think as we get older and older, it's tell me about your experiences. I've seen a lot of uh, great 
podcasts coming out of the science labs because they're actually having their students document through audio and video what the lab was like, how the process was like, how did they come to their conclusions? And, you know, really, it could just be starting with take the lesson you're doing now, have the students do a reflection, but hit the record button. That's a podcast. Exactly. And, and I think uh, it, what we've seen is that teachers who also help their students learn what a good podcast sounds like first by listening to someone mentor on ListenWise helps with that mentoring aspect. But, you know, Jeff, I've heard a lot of great work, too, because we also recently launched the Student Podcast Podcast. And this is a podcast that I run, and, it, and we interview teachers about their podcasting with their students, and we feature student work. I've had so much fun doing this because I've been learning the, the successes and challenges of doing this in a classroom. And uh, you can all check it out at, uh, in iTunes or Spotify or wherever you get you po your podcast. Subscribe to the Student Podcast podcast. And it's really meant to be instructional for teachers to, and encouraging for them to think, oh, yeah, I could do that. And you're going to learn something about how everyone did it. But we've got an interview with a fifth grade math teacher whose students talk about math and they interview each other about radicals in math. And it's fun and exciting. We have another one about uh, the reading very intense books from the Holocaust, but finding light in the darkness of that and giving their own, um, bringing in the history that they've learned through reading the books, but also their own experience and opinions on things. So I love to see the mix of a quality, like the mix of subject matter and age range and the way you can podcast. The bottom line is, you know, Jeff, there is no wrong way to podcast. There's, there's just creativity. And, and when you say creating a podcast, that doesn't have to say I'm taking these audio files and putting them out there for the world to see. Creating audio and saving it into your OneDrive or your Google Drive as homework assignments is just as powerful as putting it up on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever. Right. And I think most teachers are doing it that way. They're not uploading it. They're keeping it private and, and they're just letting their students use a different way to show what they know. Podcasting is just a different medium. If you've had your students create, create the Prezi, create the trifold, write the book report, well, add the podcast because the podcast that I'm hearing on the student podcast podcast, they are book reports. They are personal interviews with family members about immigration they're about math. They can be about anything. They're all interesting subjects. I love the teachers that take that. I call it the reading rainbow approach, right? Put a kid on a video, have them read the book in front of the camera. That's no different than what LeVar Burton was doing for the last 30 years. So if you guys are out there looking for a great platform, you know, you can check everything out over at ListenWise. And again, all the links that, that Monica mentioned today is going to be over on Educational Podcasting Today. This is episode number 55. And Monica, the question is always not how, but but how quality, right? To do something like this doesn't have to cost a lot of money, right? Students can talk into their iPhones, iPads, Chromebooks. I mean, we don't have to be getting high quality microphones for every student, right? That's absolutely right. There are so many free resources out there that allow you to create a completely uh, you know, a professional grade sounding podcast with free tools. And many of the teachers who I interview on the student podcast podcast are using these tools. So one of the main ones is Audacity. It's an online free editing software. It's a little clunky. 
and it doesn't have the bells and whistles that Soundtrap has, but it's free. And any iPhone or any sort of smartphone has many different free apps for voice recording. So do most computers and Chromebooks. If you have an iPad, you've got GarageBand. That's free. It's a little more geared toward music. So there's some settings you need to change. But really, the, the, um, what I've learned in the Student Podcast podcast is they cobble together anything. And you sh- if you're, as a teacher, saying, I don't know these resources, ask your students. Yeah. They will know them. They, they know how to find them. And the editing is the easy part. What the teachers have told me is the hard part is the writing and the collaboration and getting students to um, realize that to make a three-minute podcast does not take just three minutes. <laughs> It takes weeks of work. And, and, but that is such a great lesson to learn. And, and, it's, and, and so the teachers are focusing on all these aspects when they are guiding their students and grading their students. And some of the audio, it's a little rough, let's be honest. You know, they don't have the kind of equipment that you and I have. However, that doesn't matter. It's about the, uh, the steps to get to that product and what they've learned along the way. You know, one of the things that a student has to learn is the art of reflection and re-recording, right? Because as you said, I'm going to do a three-minute podcast with somebody and it's going to be recorded, but okay, now the teacher tells me to do it again. How do I do that? What advice do you have for teachers who are working with students on their, I'll say interviewing skills, but really it's on their hosting skills? (laughs) Yeah. Well, I I think first bit of advice that I've heard from teachers is that, um, really go along with the students step-by-step. Do not wait till the final product and they submit their podcast. You want to check in with them multiple times to see, are they asking the right questions? Uh, Have they gotten the tape that they need from the people they're interviewing? And if not, go back and get better interviews. And then when they are writing, they should practice, practice, practice. I mean, you and I know this. When I I was a journalist for 20 years in public radio, I never walked into a studio and read a script I hadn't read before out loud. Okay, maybe not never. There were some live times where they said, Monica, get in the studio and go live. That's that's different. But most times I would write my script, I would read it, I would adjust it, and I'd always, always, always read it out loud because you and I know reading something in your head on the paper and speaking it out loud is very different. Right. So teachers say that's another tip. Just have the students read the script out loud to them or to a partner before they put it on tape. And then the, the teachers tell me, too, that the kids are the ones who are self-critical and say, oh, I didn't like that take. I'm going to take it again. Well, guess what? Every time they're doing it again, they're synthesizing that information. Again, they're learning more about themselves, their voice, their presentation, their writing. And, and they want to be better at it. I often find that, you know, a, a teacher working, uh, put it this way, a student working with a teacher, sometimes they're more nervous to actually interview their peers than they are to interview their teachers, which I think is weird, but I can definitely <laughs> see that. Um, I know one of the things I, I was working with a teacher this summer and they're like, how do I get my students to feel comfortable interviewing each other when, you know, it's so easy for them to interview the principal because they, they, they don't see that as they don't see them as equals or, you know, we brought the mayor in to, to go talk to our students and they had no problem doing that. But to put together like a, an eighth grader with an eighth grader, there's that, I, I don't know, boys and girls are icky kind of a thing, right? Like it's hard to talk to somebody your own age. What, yeah, what advice, you know, like, how, how do you get people ready for all these different well, things? That is a maturity comment, I think. No, well, I think I've got a great tip from a teacher that I just heard in the student podcast podcast. And that is that they, she has the students script 
what they're each going to say. So it's not as much an interview as a scripted conversation about a book or a history topic or whatever it is. So she has them scripted out so they feel confident about what they're going to say. But then she says, you can't read the script. You can use it as bullet points. We want it to sound natural because she said that and she teaches eighth grade, you're right on the money about where <laughs> kids start to become self-conscious. And where are you most self-conscious in middle school? With your peers. Yeah. So her solution, which I think is brilliant, was to script it out and then then take it from the fly. Because if, you, if, the, <clears throat> if the student is reading exactly what's on the page and they don't have that scripted radio voice like you and I have from years of experience, it sounds stilted, it's terrible. She wants to get that more conversational uh, sound going. How long is a student podcast? You know, I've been surprised that this, the student podcasts that have been submitted for our um, podcasting show, which you are welcome. Anybody out there, please go to the student podcast podcast page and click on the link that says you want to be part of it. You want yours reviewed. They're really two to five minutes long. And that, that's an ideal length because honestly, as a teacher, you do not have time to slog through 20 minutes. Yeah. And this is a lesson you should learn early, that shorter is better and that editing is good. And it's hard to edit, but editing teaches synthesis of ideas and clarity and better writing and selection. So the best ones I've heard are between two and at the most five minutes. Talking today to Monica Brady-Meyeroff from ListenWise, all about student podcasts and creating it. Now, I want to ask you one of the most asked questions that I've received over the last eight years. I'm going to put you on the spot here. A school district wants to do morning announcements. What's your answer for that? How do you do that? What applications and why is Soundtrap a great solution for this? Oh, my gosh. Soundtrap is so cool with the amount of uh, music beds and loops and sound effects that you could add. So what I would recommend is using Soundtrap to record the morning announcement. Don't do it live, but get the students who want to do it to practice it, to write it, to script it and add in some funky sounds or sound effects of doorbells or dogs barking or bees buzzing, anything, anything you could imagine as a sound effect, Soundtrap has it. And then edited into the, you know, 30 seconds, one minute, then you as the principal know exactly what's going to happen and how it's going to sound. And every student in the school is going to sit up when they hear like a dog barking on the, on the, the PA system. So I think it would be a really cool take. And it's kind of like making a mini podcast out of it. You can also do really cool voice uh, transitions like echo echoes and sound effects that would make your voice interesting too. So imagine if you challenge your students to do the morning announcements using Soundtrap with some of these fun elements, I swear you're going to get a lot of attention paid to your morning announcements. If anybody has any questions about this, you can certainly reach out to Monica or myself and we will have all of the links in our show notes here over at episode number 55. Monica, one more time, if anybody's looking to learn about that great partnership and the great PD curriculum, where do they go and what can they, what can they look forward to this year? Well, I would direct them to the student podcast podcast page, which is uh, you can find through Spotify and iTunes and also on your website. Thanks. The link there will also give you a link to learning more about that professional development module that will help you hold your hand really creating podcast podcasts will hold your hand creating student podcasts in your classroom. 
And I mean, what we have to look forward to is a lot more really awesome episodes of how are teachers doing this and what do these podcasts sound like? Because we have been inundated with amazing entries and I'm excited to continue these episodes so that I can bring more teachers hands-on experience, tips and tools and hearing what students work sounds like so that you listen to an episode of it and you walk away thinking, I can do that. And when you do, let us know. You can, of course, find out more information about everything podcasting over at our channel, Educational Podcasting Today, where you can learn not only how to make podcasts in your studio, but also in your classroom. And don't forget to check out over 140 educators making educational podcasts over at the educationalpodcastdirectory.com. As many of you guys know, Apple recently changed their categories, making it even more harder to find great K-12 content. So I really do mean... The best place to find K-12 teachers learning about podcasting is over on the Educational Podcasting Directory. Check it out today. And, of course, if you're a podcaster, fill out the form. We would love to have your show included in our directory. I would like to one more time say thank you to ListenWise and for Monica Brady-Meyeroff for coming on the show. Monica, I'll give you the, the, the last word here. Any advice for this year for teachers who want to bring audio and video into their classrooms? Just get started. Just know that the tools are out there. They're free kids want to do it it's the best way to engage them so just try it i absolutely do it just keep making great content it doesn't have to be put out there to the masses but get your kids creating get them being content creators get those digital citizenship skills doing and share it with us either on the student podcast podcast or coming on teacher cast we would love to actually have you guys on both shows sharing your passions with what's going on in your classrooms so on behalf of monica and everybody here in the teacher cast educational network my name is jeff Fredberry, reminding you to keep up the great work in your classrooms and continue sharing your passions with your students.